Hi guys, welcome to today's episode on a series of episodes all over the question of what it means to be human. Today I have back with me Gage Walsh and Maria Serrano, and today we're going to be talking about components of Kurt Vonnegut's book Slaughterhouse Five, discussing more on free will and religion and destruction of war. And to further summarize the book, Gage will follow. So essentially, Slaughterhouse Five is the story of a average typical guy. There's nothing t- too terribly special about him, other than his odd trapped in time situation, where he will appear and disappear in different parts of his life. Uh, he believes he is connected to the Tralfamadorians, uh, small green aliens that have essentially. They're observing him by placing him into a small habitat along with Montana Wild Hack. And this is uh, what comprises a large part of dreaming, something that many humans do. But the book exercises fate and free will. Just This is a huge component of what the book is. I mean, the book is the entire time it's stepping back and analyzing war from the perspective of one who was there to, to see it. I mean, Kurt Vonnegut was... He was fighting in the war, but and Billy is, he's not a perfect representation of who Vonnegut was, but he is there to experience things firsthand, and you're seeing throughout how, how capable, how humans are the only ones capable of this sort of destruction you see throughout in the POW camps, and the, there's a lot of vulgarity throughout, you see, just things that is like natural to humans, but Throughout, you just notice how B- Billy thinks that fate is this inevitable concept that everything has been laid out already. It's similar to how people now, many people, or uh, religious people, see as God has something planned in store for them. And it, like right now in this book, it's everything has been set in stone in Billy's eyes. And then the Trophimadorians have exercised this concept by containing containing, uh, like satirically, Billy, because it's more or less an enigma in his mind, but you have people being caught in camps, you have every single decision that is made throughout the book changes what happens in the future, and you see in the, in the very beginning, Vonnegut says there's nothing uh, intelligent to say about massacre, and this I think in large part has to do with uh, the firebombings of Dresden, and and you see there's a there's a quote there's not really a quote it's a sound that a bird makes it's pooty wheat and it has a question mark as if it was asking a question it's such like a uh it's like a it's not tangible it's just incomprehensible you don't know what it means and the book is ended on this as well uh and it's it's seen it's like poking at the concept of war and how meaningless it is and how humans are the only ones capable of such death and destruction and yeah, throughout the novel, Vonnegut is showing that like animals, these innocent victims, is like you see the wounded horse uh, that men have put uh, this horse into, or you see Princess, the the dog with its tail between its legs, and how it has been dragged in the war. You just see how humans will bend and warp and just try and pull things to what they want. It's just a, it's what it's something that is human. I mean. We have like this predisposed idea that we're 
I'm better. And I think that in large part, being unintentionally and imp- unintentionally impartial to what we, we do is something that really composes human nature. Um, you know, Gage, when you were talking about the book there, you mentioned how humans are the only ones capable of creating this big of destruction. But I wanted to ask your thoughts on what exactly humans or people uh, react to the destruction or even natural like causes, like this disasters and the destruction that we make. Oh, there's like a popular saying that the best way to define and see how a person is to see how they do under pressure and how they do quickly responding. And I think this is inevitably true. You see how under pressure and under stress, people tend to act differently. And this, each person may vary, but some people may act more violently. And I think as a human race, as like a species, you see people across the board are like generally very hostile when put under said pressure and I think that this like to act so impulsively is very typical of the human race and especially in war because many wars now are fought for mostly economic prowess it's just not even anything that benefits the people as a whole it's more of uh, money things are generated by money and I think that if we were to detach ourselves from this money uh, the human race as a whole would have like such a better outlook in regards to many things. I mean, we just see in our past, we, uh, oftentimes we do things, but these things are not to, they're not to benefit a certain people. It's to make ourselves look better. Like this, this war. So you're kind of saying a character, characteristic of humans is more our impulsivity. Yes. I think that being impulsive is a large part of what it means to be human. I mean, we can't help it. It's something but that. But you say that animals are also impulsive? Uh, I think that animals are. I mean, we see how animals they they hunt to survive, or they their main focus is on like surviving and reproducing. It's just like it's like a very savage way of living. But they react very like you have predatory animals that react like super hostile when like poked. I mean, I see this same trait across people. You have somebody that is just keeping their head low and you you mess with them and they're going to blow up somewhere to like a any animal would i mean it's a very animal like concept but yeah i completely agree and it's very odd to think of how we're talking about what it means to be human but we're still like agreeing that there are these animalistic values that we have and characteristics that we have so that's i feel like we can have a pretty interesting debate and question over exactly what really is making us human if we are having these same qualities and mm-hmm. what exactly differs us from animals if we are sharing qualities mm-hmm. and I mean this... I think that sorry I think it's mainly about how since we're humans and we we personally think that we're more higher in like in the food chain or any chain really of, of existence we shouldn't act like animals because since we are better than them or at least that's what a lot of people like to say and it's like
like no like humans supposed to humans because we have a brain yeah and again you do act very impulsively very 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 you and, know everything is just yeah we have like the the start of uh one of the world wars is whenever Archduke Ferdinand was killed. This the the death of one man inspired just the death of so many, so many because of this one man. I mean, humans how we act so angrily and quickly is in large part how we see ourselves collectively as a race. I mean, it's just unnecessary how quick to decide things we are. I mean, I mean, impulsive reaction is a is a huge component of uh, what it means to be human. And as you were saying, agreeing with me, Maria, how we are predisposed to thinking we are better, and this is what creates this long lasting re- disregard for the environment and other people. Yeah, and you know, in the book, whenever they bring the aliens, I forgot what they're called. They they talk about how humans are the greater the great explainers. How like to explain so many things and reality is just an answer to it, the right and the wrong. It's not this or like maybe this, maybe that. And I feel like that's why we react because we're like, we have such a freedom of will. It doesn't matter what under like what government we're under, we all have the freedom of will that's inside of us. And instead of us being, I'm going to act the way that I'm supposed to act because we're not animals. You know, we don't show up. Sorry to cut you off, but I figured I would just mention this right now since you just said that. It's interesting that you did say freedom of will, considering all these, like, people in uh, Slaughterhouse-Five are being shipped off to war with no say in what's happening. I mean, do they really have free will? Or, I mean, yes, they can choose the actions, but they can choose where they were. They couldn't choose how they reacted. I think that um, in World War II, we did have more freedom of will. Like, I, if we actually go back to, like, the book, because I know certain religions, religion, sorry, did um, not want to go, like men did not want to go, so they were just put in jail. But I, I don't even think it's that. I think that even being there, um, like there's a movie that that new Jack Star, whatever it's called, that guy who did not do, like did not pick up a gun, did not kill, only saved. I think it's not about where you are. And if like even if you were shipped off, like if we were to go to war right now, we were all shipped off. I think it's the way that you act in war. Or anywhere that you are, it's that freedom of will that we all have, whether wrong and right, and the way that we act, being the bigger person, I guess we even say. In the struggle we have, oh, sorry. The struggle we have so much is that people see things, everything is like an ultimatum or an absolute, where it's either right or wrong, left or right. You have to do this, or this is going to happen. There's no in between, and that's a huge. It's a huge problem. We see things. As absolutely, there's no in between. There's no room for justification, and we see this now in like politics, especially. There's Democrat, Republican. Something has to be like you have different laws. It has to be completely restricted or not restricted at all. It's just essentially fake free will. Also, this is what plays into it. It's just a long, drawn out discussion of what we're allowed to do and. How we think now is we have we have complete control or no control at all, and that's what inspires yeah, so know. many things. So, Gabe, you made really interesting points about the freedom of will. Also, Olivia made really interesting questions that play out about the book and about the conversations that we were having. Um, to summarize the whole episode really fast, it was just about 
what it means to be human and the instinct that we have and how we can be distinguished between animals and us if we just use that as our inner voice that we have inside of ourselves. And I think that this episode was very well understanding and very to the point. So I hope you guys come back for the last episode of this series.